I speak to you in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because of these masks that we've been wearing, um, it's been kind of hard to hang out and get to know each other. So some of you maybe don't know that I have worked as a high school Spanish teacher for 27 years. Some of the greatest joys that come from that line of work happen when a student asks a really good question. It shows that they've been paying attention, that they're curious, and that they've learned enough background knowledge to be able to form a question. Under normal circumstances, that's pretty rare. Under global pandemic conditions, it's almost non-existent. Uh, so it may not surprise you to learn that I really like the inquisitive scribe in today's gospel. I would love to have him in my period three, Spanish three class. So Jesus has been answering questions about his own authority, about paying taxes, and about what life will be like after the resurrection. And this unnamed scribe is listening closely enough and bold enough uh, that he comes right out and asks Jesus for some clarity because there's been a lot that he's been talking about. So the question that he asks prompts Jesus to cut right to the chase. He asks, which commandment is first of all? Jesus doesn't hesitate. He declares that the greatest commandment is found in the Shema, that integral Jewish prayer. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the foundational statement of faith. And it contains both the root of our faith and the aspiration of it. It's both where we start and where we hope to end up, as the Spirit teaches us how to love as Jesus loves us. Then, Jesus seems to sense that the scribe could use a little bit more. So he offers him what we call in Spanish a ñapa. A ñapa is a little something extra that you get for free. It's a small gift that a vendor or a merchant at a marketplace might give you. Uh, it's an extra little nibbly thing that you might get at a restaurant on the side. Uh, so it's given in addition to what you came for, and it's also a token of affection for you, the recipient. So Jesus offers this the second commandment as a nyapa. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. Wow. <laughs> Jesus gives the best nyapas ever. It's amazing. Talk about clarity. He sums up faith by charging us to love God, our fellow created beings, and ourselves with our whole selves. I suspect that as we try to love God unreservedly with all our heart, that we will discover an increased desire and an improved ability to love our neighbors and ourselves in similar fashion. I also think it's wise for us to note that our prayer of corporate uh, confession that we'll be using here in a minute uh, takes Jesus' response very seriously. Each time we pray that prayer, we acknowledge how we have failed to love God, and we have failed to love our neighbors as ourselves with our whole hearts.
So our wonderfully curious scribe agrees with Jesus's summation and declares, this is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. This is an incredible statement from someone steeped in the temple system of sacrificial atonement. Mark notes that Jesus also thinks that this is a wise answer, and he encourages his inquisitive student with this cryptic remark, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Now, I imagine Jesus saying this to the scribe with a slight grin on his face as he leans in to the scribe, waiting for him to pick up on the double entendre, mentally urging him on to connect these two greatest commandments with the Son of Man, the Son of God, who has just uttered them. But it's unlikely that the scribe made those connections at that moment. After all, we don't have any reason to believe that he has any idea of what will happen to Jesus in the near future. Now, the disciples, on the other hand, they've heard Jesus foretell his suffering, death, and resurrection three times by this point in Mark's gospel. But they probably didn't make the connection either between Jesus, the love he commands, and the superiority of love over the sacrificial system. However, the writer of the letter to the Hebrews sure did. Here's the quote from today. For if the blood of goats and bulls with the sprinkling of the ashes of a heifer sanctifies those who have been defiled so that their flesh is purified, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to worship the living God? Or in other words, if the blood of animals has worked in the past to bring us closer to God, imagine how much more effective Jesus's blood must be. Not only is loving God, our neighbors, and ourselves more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices, but Jesus shows us the supreme example of that reckless love by his entering once for all into the holy place with his own blood, etern uh, obtaining eternal redemption for us all. Now, speaking of the holy place, I feel compelled to remind you what happens to it when Jesus is crucified. The Holy of Holies, of course, uh, was found in the center of the temple. It's the place where God was to be found and the priests were only allowed to enter there once a year after a great deal of ritual cleansing and sacrifice. A thick decorative curtain separated this holy place from the next chamber, the one where the priests would regularly attend to liturgical needs. So in addition to its job as a physical barrier, the curtain was a powerful symbol of the separation of humanity from God because of humanity's lack of holiness. But Mark includes a stunning detail about this curtain when he gives the account of Jesus's death. In chapter 15, we read, then Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So thanks to Jesus's death, we are no longer permanently separated from God's presence. The way to reconciliation with God has been opened to us through Christ. He has torn the barrier in two.
Thanks be to God. Jesus has shown us the way of love in word and in deed. He has offered himself as the supreme sacrifice once for all. The Holy Spirit has come to strengthen and guide us as we learn to love God, our neighbors, and ourselves. Remember today that when you receive Jesus' body in your hands, you also are not far from the kingdom of God because Jesus is present with you just as he was present with the scribe. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.